Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez. Um, didn't have an episode last week. I was just been kind of busy with work and with uh, my uh, PhD program. And, you know, so there's a few things I want to talk about to catch up on, um, give you updates with this podcast, and just give you a little bit of updates with me and what's going on here. Uh, so this past week, I had this big project at work, right, uh, presentation for um, some soldiers going overseas. And I want to give a, a shout out and a thanks to uh, Tom and uh, Dr. Ellis and Joe for um, calling in over Zoom and helping me out and providing these uh, soldiers with some good knowledge so they can prepare for their uh, trip overseas, right? And uh, it, it's good because uh, they provided... Um, just information on the area, but they also provided some just information on how to deal with people in general, which is always good um, because regardless of what you say, if you're in the military, if you spent, again, if you spent a day or if you spent 30 years, we're brainwashed. We're all brainwashed. We are. Uh, we, we don't um, represent the average person anymore. Um, we're all hyper-aggressive. We're all very opinionated, and it takes time to overcome that and for for us that have retired and have left the military it takes some time the people that are in the military and they're going overseas um, that's something that they have to just try to work with and realize that uh, not everything is is a priority and not everything is uh, an emergency you know and and that's hard for them Um, so good luck thank you um, for your service right and so what i want to talk about uh is uh this it this week reminded me uh, of about of a couple of things, right? And so in the military, you have uh, three groups, right? You have forty percent of the groups, and this is a group that I fell in, where you're unsure of yourself, um, you just you, you lack confidence, and uh, you end up picking apart people's presentations or the work that they did to make yourself feel better, right? Because if you can point out their deficiencies. That must mean that you know what you're doing because, you know, you saw everything that they did incorrectly as opposed to focusing on the positive of what they did, which over the past year, I've been trying to change my mentality and look at it that way. And who cares about mistake, the minor mistakes, right? Because they're minor. Who cares ultimately what difference does it make? Did anybody die? No. Did we lose anyone? No. Then it really isn't that, that important. All right. Then you have another 40% who are just, uh, they're overconfident, right? But their skill set doesn't match their overconfidence. So they just say a lot of words and they try to bombard you with a lot of uh, nonsense, right? And hopefully they they just say so many words and they're speaking so fast that you just give up and just tune out, right? And you know, again, 40% is like that. And then you have 20% who are actually their... Um, they know what they're doing and they have the sufficient confidence to get the job done and to lead and to set the example for other people. That's, you know, 20%. You're not going to see that every day. Right. And so this week um, I presented uh, for these soldiers. Right. And I'm, I'm giving just this wide 
topic, right? Hey, I need information on this location, on Latin America. Awesome. Can you be a little bit more specific? Yes, all of Latin America. Awesome, right? And so I'll ask, like, well, how, how much experience do you have? Well, we have some people who have, uh, you know, they've never gone overseas, and we have other people who have gone multiple times. Well, I had them introduce themselves, right? And turns out a couple of 20, a few 20-year-olds in there, barely graduated high school. I had a guy in there who had a GED. You know, I had one guy who had a bachelor's degree. Nobody had a graduate degree or a PhD, which doesn't, you know, for the job, it doesn't matter. But when they're going overseas, it does, right? That, that's who you're going to work with. You're going to work with people who are, you're not going to work with people who are the trash collectors, right? You're going to be with people who are have a higher education. That's fine. You know, try to train them up and get them ready for this. Um, as long as you have an open mind and you, and you can question it, right? You should always question it because you shouldn't take everything for face value because I could be wrong. An example of that was, um, you know, I, I presented this uh, a class on the embassy, the makeup of the embassy. And uh, I had this one slide and it showed the missions for the embassy throughout the world. And as one young gentleman say, hey, uh, you know, when... How, how old is that information? It's like, well, my slide says 2019. So I'm going to say four years since it's 2023. And of course, his question was, well, um, you know, it shows there there's an embassy in Venezuela. Was the embassy open in 20, 2019? It's like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. So well, I don't think it was. And it's not open now. So it shouldn't be on there. It's like, so of course, my question was to him, are you going to Venezuela? He's like, well, no. It's like, so what does it matter to you? It's like instead of focusing on something that doesn't matter, <laughs> like maybe you should focus on the overall picture that I'm presenting to you of the makeup of the embassy, who works in there, and how to build a trusting relationship with them. Because guess what, buddy? People don't like you because you're in the military, because you're think, they think you're a Neanderthal. They think you're a knuckle-dragging Neanderthal. They think you're a moron. They think you're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby, all right? And if you don't know what that is, it's not very good. Um, but, right, this young man, didn't, he, wanted, he wanted to impress his um, higher-ups there, right? He wanted to impress his bosses. And, like, hey, look, see, I, I saw that, and I pointed that out. It's, like, awesome, right? And, like, I told him, it's, like, you could comment on everything. Like, there can be some typos in there because I'm covering – three different locations throughout the world. So, you know, yeah, there's going to be some typos. Um, if you want to pick it apart, awesome. Like I don't, my pay isn't reduced because I have typos in my PowerPoint presentations. Right. Um, and asked him, I was like, you know, you're very intelligent. Do you have uh, any education? It's like, well, and he started naming some army schools. It's like, yeah, nobody cares about that. Like nobody cares. It's like, do you have like real education? It's like, well, no. I mean, I graduated high school. All right, well, then we don't need to talk anymore. Um, and I had explained to that to him. It's like, like, look, I'm being judgmental to you um, because I'm showing you that that's how you could be treated overseas. People are going to look at you and they're going to judge you. Now, if you go into their offices and you start picking them apart, they're not required to work with you. You need to ask them. 
to work with you. You need to ask them for their assistance, right? And he finally started understanding it and told him like, look, I don't care. You could say that, that I'm short, fat, I'm bald. You could say I look like a Mexican Shrek. I, I don't care, right? Like I've heard worse. I've heard a lot of bad things. Uh, people have called me a lot of bad things uh, throughout my life. Um, so, you know, go, go right ahead. Um, but he, he started figuring it out and, and good, good on him. The reason why I bring this up is because when we get out of the military, we're stuck in that rut, right? Um, we have that mentality of, well, we're going to go work somewhere and we're going to start telling people what to do. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. It's like, no, like I don't work for you and I don't have to listen to you. And can you please leave my office? Or if you don't have an office, maybe you're in cubicles, they might just get up walk straight to human resources and file a complaint against you. And so we all need to understand that, right? I noticed that people flip-flop from jobs um, when they get out because they're just not sure what they want to do. And, and that's fine. You know, um, my recommendation is try to stick it out. You want to be there, I'd say at least six months so you can show that you're, you know, you're going to stay for a while because it's harder to find a job if you keep, um, if you leave every two or three months. Um, you know, I've been at my job for 10 months now probably going to stick it out for another at least one and you know I'm, I'm currently looking for other jobs um, not because I don't like it but um, I use this job to help me transition out of that mentality to de-brainwash myself and and just learn from my um, my co-workers right I don't have to put up with a lot of nonsense like in the military you'd be treated like dirt and he's like oh well, I guess you know I have to deal with it because uh, you know I'm in the army well, I don't have to anymore. Um, the unit asked me, hey, um, can you come in early? It's like, yeah, sure. You know, I'll show up early. Um, I'll, I'll do you a solid. But I told my boss, like, I'm coming in an hour early. So that means I'm leaving an hour later. I mean, an hour earlier. I'm not going to stay, you know, to my regular time. He was like, yeah, that's fine. And, of course, you know, we started at 8. And we we're supposed to start at 9. They said, hey, can we start at 8? It's like, yeah, because that's my regular time. It's like, can you start at 7? It's like, sure, that's no problem. And, of course, you know, let's get the insane it's like well uh, okay then we'll just show up at six and we'll start at six like you can show up at six but i'm, I'm not going to be here like you're you're pushing it dude like that's it's not going to work right had another unit um you know request assistance it's like yeah i can put your classes together and then he starts telling me it's like hey well you know we have all these classes we only have two days so what i need you to do is i need you to get another instructor and uh provide instruction for us uh classes at the same time it's like yeah that's not going to happen and of course, he didn't understand what was going on. It's like, look, Sergeant, I, I, I get that it's important to you, but you need to understand um, your other training isn't important to me. I'll work with you, um, but if and if you want me to come over to your office and sit down and look at your calendar, by all means, I will do that for you, and I will find free time for you. First thing I asked, right, because he's like, hey, we have these two days, and we need it all done in these two days. Okay. So I asked him, what are you doing the week right before uh, Thanksgiving break? Uh... How about all of December when nothing happens in the military? Uh, okay. Well, then don't tell me to find another instructor, right? And that that's the beauty of being not being in the military anymore. It's like, I get it. You're a green suitor. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my boss. Because guess what? Even my boss knows like, hey, speak to me like a normal human being because I don't need to be here. I don't have to be here anymore. Um, I enjoy my job. And if it sounds like I'm a little irritated, I, I am. Um, because, you know, stupid people, right? 
22 years of working around with uh, people like Benny Goodtimes and La Pierda, you know, it, it gets on you, right? Those two guys, they're morons. They're idiots, right? <laughs> and again, I try not to uh, say too much about uh, people that I work with unless it's in a positive light. But, uh, I mean, only the people who uh, I worked with who were in the unit that worked with these guys, you'll know who they are, right? Because they're morons. And you guys know they're morons. They're, they're, they're dumber than dirt, man. Like, like if you had both of the IQs up together, maybe you might get to five. <laughs> right. But that's neither here nor there, right? Uh, and if anybody's listening, and you want to tell tell them go right ahead because I really don't care. What are they going to do? Nothing, <laughs> right? Uh, and so you know, it, it's just important. It's just important to understand that um, you know you, you have to. Uh, Find time to relax and, you know, do your job. Be proud of your job. Put in effort, you know, do the best that you possibly can because you still want to have pride in yourself and pride in your work. Um, but don't let people push you around. Um, you know, I, I'm, I was hired and this is what I didn't realize. I'm on a contract, right? Well, my contract specifically states what I'm supposed to do. And nowhere in there does it say I'm supposed to work anywhere outside of the hours from 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. That's it. Anything else is a plus. If I go overseas, if I go out to their training, it's because I do it out of the kindness of my heart, not because I'm required. And that's what people need to understand, right? People in the military don't. Um, so that brings me to the next stage, right? Uh, my next topic. Well, for me, I'm looking for another job. Uh, one, because like I said, it's it's time to, I have all this education. It's time to put it into use. Um so I was looking for program manager jobs and project management. Uh, I, you know, going to LinkedIn, I just changed in my topic um, to public administration and international relations. Got a whole different class of, of jobs that came up and quite a few are remote. So we're going to see how that works out. Right. Um, but along with that, right. Um, I, I found another job. Um, Hansel, right. No Hansel from back in the day. Uh, he's a recruiter, and he had a position opened up in his uh, in his company where he works. And so I applied for that, and I have like my, I guess my introduction interview tomorrow. Uh, welcome to the company, and uh, I'm going to be I'm going to start that right. It's going to be part time, and so we're going to see how that turns out. And along with that, I decided to um, volunteer for like uh, focus groups, right? Because I always see that. Uh, I see that online. I mean, on television, right? Um, from a, what is it? The Impractical Jokers when they do their um, focus groups and they're always a bunch of crazy stuff, right? So I signed up for that. I'm going to be a book review guy. Um, so we'll see how that goes for and see how that pays out. I also signed up to uh, test out some products, you know, so going to see how well all that goes. And you're asking like, well, why am I doing all this, right? I'm, I'm work full time, and I, uh, you know, working on a PhD, and you know, play golf, and I, I found that the fewer things I do, the more I procrastinate. So last weekend, right, I had this assignment I had to turn in. I knew about it for two weeks, and of course, I waited to the Sunday that it was due to do it. I turned it in. It was crap. The professor sends that sends out an email and says, "Hey, you know, because of the weather, power's been out throughout the southeast, so I'll grant you everybody an extension of like two days." And I don't like extensions, so I just turned it in. Um, I got feedback for it, right? 
and I got the feedback that I knew I was going to get. She basically said I was, I, I was a Forrest Gump. The work that I turned in was Forrest Gump level work, right? And I knew that. And so she uh, asked if I wanted to uh, resubmit. I could take the grader resubmit. So I uh, decided, yeah, you know, I'll resubmit. Um, but there's reasons why I did that. One, I, I procrastinated, right? Uh, because I just had so much free time on my hands. And so that was my fault. But two, again, not the smartest person in the world, but I'm smart. You know, I know I am. This is a new PhD program. It's only been around since 2020. Uh, we started this cohort together in January and there were 12 of us in the cohort. We're already down to nine. Three people have already dropped out, right? And that's after three terms. Uh, well, this is the third term, I'm sorry. Uh, so in some of the classes, uh, one of the professor gave extra credit. He would give extra credit out. And uh, they're constantly offering uh, extensions. So I'm not stupid. I know that they need me in the program. And, you know, for the success of the program, because it's, it's still new. So you want to be able to promote it. Like, look at our graduation rate. Uh, because the graduation rate in PhD programs is not high. Um, not because the classes are difficult, but because people just don't want to write that dissertation. ABD, right? All but dissertation. You hear that all the time. ABD. Be part of the 1% that finishes your dissertation. Yeah, 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 whatever. Um, so I, I know that they need me in the program. So that's why I just turned in crap. Um, because I knew I was going to get either, I, I was going to get some slack one way or the other. I was either going to get um, a pass with the, you know, we feel sorry for you. So we're going to give you a C, which is still a fail in a PhD program, but I could recover from that or, uh, you know, just turn it in later and there's no time limit on, on it now, which is what I got. And my assignment for this week has been pushed back like two weeks. It's like, don't worry about it. Just turn it in when you have it. Um, so basically I'm being babied and I know that I knew this was going to happen. So that's why I did it. Um, is this arrogance? Definitely. Um, is it smart? You know it. You can bet your life it's smart. Um, and again, it's like I told my professors, uh, I'm just at a point in my life now where, you know, I'm dealing with PTSD, dealing with anxiety. I'm afraid of my own shadow. Um, hear loud noises, a jump. I'm constantly looking over my shoulder. But one thing I'm not afraid of anymore is people trying to threaten me with, uh, you know, if you don't act up, then we're going to kick you out. Okay, kick me out. Bye. See you later. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything anymore. It doesn't. And this is a great place to be. So if you're retired or, you know, this is basically for retirees, um, you know, just know that uh, there, there's always jobs out there. Right. Like my job, I didn't want to quit um, because I was afraid. Well, how am I going to find another another job that pays me this much? Well, maybe I don't need another job that pays me this much. Maybe uh, being a recruiter and reviewing being in uh, focus groups and reviewing books and then finding something else uh, to do will make up for the money that I'm making right now. You know, so things would be all right. Things are we got to learn how to relax. Things are not as stressful as we make them out to be. Um, so along with that, right, um, 
I said that this podcast, you know, we weren't going to have ads. Well, like everything else uh, that I do now that I'm retired, I'm, I'm able to change my mind. And you know what? I have. And so I'm going to start checking out on ads and seeing if I can use this podcast to uh, just make a little bit of money, right? Some gas money. Because um, why not? Um, now, hopefully it's not going to be some crazy nonsense ads. I get to review them before they're played on here. So we're going to see that now, you know, for the big bucks, I have to average 10,000 uh, downloads a month. It's like, ah, I'm not going to hit that. Not, not this year. Um, so we're going to go with like the pre-recorded ones and see how that works out. And if I like it, I'll stay with it. If not, then I'll lose it. Right. And no, it just falls under, um, Uh, that's why I wasn't a nonprofit, right? That's why I decided not to go nonprofit. Um, because you always have to think about like, you know, I, I want to make money. I want to make money. I want to help people, but I also want to make money. Because my goal isn't to help people until the day I die. My goal is to help people until I've had enough. And then I'm going to retire to my island in the Pacific Ocean. All right, so I've been running my mouth for about 22 minutes about stuff here and there. Um, I just want to thank everybody who's been on and uh, who's provided assistance and who's shared their stories. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get Alfredo back on here. I want to do a show with him and Chris, not to talk about transition, but just to talk about um, like what we're doing to relax. Uh, have an episode uh, talking about uh, music. Um, so that intro music today, it's going to be the one and only time I play it because I don't want uh, Alec Lifeson or uh, Getty Lee getting mad and sending me a cease and desist letter. However, that would be awesome if I got a cease and desist letter from Rush. I would definitely frame it and put it up in my room um, because they're awesome. But that was working, man. And that is dedicated to my parents uh, because they showed up for work every day to provide uh, for my sisters and me. And, you know... I, I'm very appreciative of that. And if anything, I think that's why I'm doing more stuff because I know what they went through uh, to provide us just with a, a decent life in East Los Angeles. And so if they did that, all that, then I know I could, I could do a little bit more um, because honestly, what am I doing? It's nothing physical, right? Being a re recruiter, what am I doing? Just searching on LinkedIn. Whew, that's real hard. I guess maybe my fingers can cramp up. Reading, yeah, I guess I'm going to need some new glasses, um, but it's nothing too difficult. And I just want to tell people out there, like, I, I know finding a job is difficult, but you don't need the best job in the world. What you need right now is a job. And so just start small, get a job, get some experience, and then move on up, right? Because that's what we need to do is to keep continuing to progress and be better. So, you know, what, what veteran-owned businesses do I want to promote? I want to promote my own business. I want to promote FTU Life After the Military, the podcast. And, you know, we're going to start branching out into some other things. I don't know. I've been talking to my daughter here. And so we're going to um, start doing a few other things. Once we have, have them uh, going, uh, I'll let you know. Like I said, I still want to open those little Caesars uh, pizzerias. Uh, she doesn't look like she's on board, and I don't blame her. I think she wants to just be a blind partner. And so we'll see. We'll see. All right.
Um, as far as shout outs, you know, you know what? I want to shout out my, my, my coworkers. I want to shout out, um, Laura and Emily. Um, I've learned a lot from them over the past year. Um, just how to be a normal, how to transition and be a normal person, how to um, speak up for myself. And if there's something I don't like with the company that it's okay to voice my opinion. So I, I thank thank you very much for sharing your knowledge and your experience. You both have been a great deal of assistance, and I appreciate it greatly. All right. So until next time, just remember um, you are special. You do have something that makes you unique. Just identify what that is and maximize it to its fullest potential. All right. So until next time, guys, take it easy. Zot, zot, zot. And roll tide.